from Quite the Thing Media. What does SMH mean? A movie podcast with Stephen Purden, Jack Shaw, and Colin McMillan. Hello and welcome to the very first episode of What Does SMH Mean? Your new favourite movie podcast. My name is Stephen Purden. And let's say a big hello to Jack Shaw and Colin McMillan who are joining me. How's it going, boys? Magic, Stephen. Yourself? All good? All gravy? All right, mate. Hi. Be a bit nervous? Yeah. You nervous? You excited to be back buzzing? First episode? Uh, buzzing, mate. I've been doing this for podcasting for about four years now, so nervous? Not, not particularly. Mere buzzing, mate. I um, to have a wee yeah. bit of a wee bit of chat. Yeah, looking forward to this one. It's like Jack. Been doing it similar length of time to him. Um, Mm-hmm. First time doing it with obviously Scotland's own version of Ken Barlow, but very much looking forward <laughs> to uh, seeing how it goes and chatting about movies and that it should be fun. Right, Ken Barlow. Right, we'll go. Right, let's let's go with Ian Beale. At least he's a wee bit younger. Ian Beale. Right, Ken Barlow's more of a legend than Ian Beale, surely. Thank so. you. Fucking, man. I've heard these names getting bandied about, but I generally have no idea how you're talking about, man. Uh, stayed at the start. Uh, your new, your new favourite movie podcast. We've kicked off with Ian Beale and Ken Barlow. Know what I mean? Yeah. Folk have probably switched off already. Would you think? Yeah, that's what they've gone. That's that's has peaked already. Um, we we did, we we had some we had some grand plans for this first episode, didn't we? We we, we picked a movie that we were going to talk about and really focus on for this episode. However. We reached out on Twitter and asked for other suggestions for movies that came out that year, just to kind of gauge a little bit of public reaction. And I think one person out of about 30 or 40 replies chose the same movie as us, so we changed tact a little bit, didn't we? Ah, I, yeah, it was... idea. <laughs> I was quite surprised, though. I mean, obviously we were going with a certain year, 1994, we were going with a certain movie, which was a very, I don't know, it was quite a famous movie, wasn't it? Would you say Forrest yeah, Gump? I, I, I mean? Forrest Gump, I was so. I... A massive movie, it really was. Um, Aye. I thought somebody would have fucking mentioned it, but no. Um, one person, I think. I, sorry, I, I, I can't even name check the person. I, I, I did. I forgot um, to. No, actually, I, mean, I, 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 I think I, it was Tom Hanks. Aye. <laughs> <laughs> it was. I mean, it, it's a movie I remember for my childhood and stuff, but I remember when we were talking about this, and I'm going, right, surely a lot of people say that, but we might go with a film that's quite general, everybody's seen, but. The, the, the movies that get mentioned, I mean, it got me excited. Like, different movies getting mentioned. I thought, well, we all thought, didn't we? Why don't we just go with that year instead of the, the one movie? Well, that's it. 1994. There's almost an argument that 1994 was when fucking movies peaked, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. see the amount of movies that came out that year when people were, were throwing their suggestions in. I genuinely think real argument, like, that one of the best years ever for movies. And so. to, to sort of back that up, like the Shawshank Redemption was out in 1994, and that is generally regarded as one of the greatest, if not the greatest, film ever, especially on like IMDb. I think and IMDb is rated as the best movie ever. That's number time, one. That? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's number one. So when that came out, that, that was mentioned a few times. And Forrest Gump, there's there's tons of movies. We'll, we'll, we will we will get to them. Um, Aye. We're not going to speak about every. Every movie that sort of was out there. No, we're just going to we'll speak about the good ones. And I think, obviously, Colin, we had a wee chat. Like, are you quite happy that we're not doing just Forrest Gump? Because I know you're no Tom Hanks' biggest fan. Yeah, I, I, this, this, this always seems to shock people or people just look at me like I'm an idiot. I'm still and... very shocked. So let's just get out there, mate. Let's have this. What's going on? <laughs> Tom What's Hanks. Tom ever done to you, man? He's never done anything. <laughs> that's that's the problem. For sure. <laughs> 
he's, he's never engaged me in any particular work. The, the bigger thing for me is when I watch Tom Hanks on screen, I just see Tom Hanks being Tom Hanks. I think he's he's never ever really really became a character the way like DiCaprio or somebody when he's playing somebody you believe he is oh, that person. Mate, Tom, Hanks Tom Hanks always is Tom Hanks. Is he? Is he really? I don't think Tom Hanks is the kind of guy charges about sitting in benches talking about box of chocolates not at the folk. Know what I mean? No, maybe not. But I just maybe. I think still when you're watching it, you're very aware all the time that you're watching Tom Hanks. Whereas I think other better actors take you somewhere else. I have enjoyed some Tom Hanks films. I like Forrest Gump. I like Big. Um, I like the one Stephen where... Stephen Pryde Never seen it. Um, never seen oh, it. I like... The action, yeah, I could hear that <laughs> exhalation for Stephen there. Yeah, that was unhappiness. <laughs> um, I like the one where he, he lands the plane as well. It was quite a recent one, which was quite good. And I liked his most recent one where he played the kids TV host. Uh, Glory Stay in the Neighbourhood. That was a good film as well. I've not seen that. I've not seen it's that. Good. It's good. It's, it. it's just a nice film. It's good. But I just think he's overrated. I don't think he's... I think people would put him on their sort of Mount Rushmore of actors and I don't think he's anywhere near it. I'm kind of in the middle. I'm kind of in the middle a wee bit. I can see where... I can see where Colin is coming from at, at points. Like, the last Tom Hanks film that I watched would have been Captain Phillips, I think, about the... That's a good the pirates. movie. The, pi- the, the Pirates hijacking the ship. I'm the, I'm the captain now. Oh, but to be very fair to Colin, I kind of thought they're Tom Hanks being Tom Hanks. Right? I, I can kind of get behind what you're saying, Colin. I think he's, I, don't get me wrong, I think he's a good, I think he's a good actor. Like I've never thought to myself he's he's heavy Mickey Mouse or anything like that. But I do. I think it's a valid point that you make. That's very much that Tom Hanks kind of being. Tom Hanks on screen. I, 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 I get it a wee bit, right? But I think if you look back at a lot of his movies, right? If you're looking at Forrest Gump and then you maybe look at Captain Phillips, that's two very different characters and it's a very... It's, it's, it's quite a deep range he's got there. And then you look at maybe Philadelphia and you look at Saving Private Ryan. You look at Big. You look at The Green Mile. I'm seeing different characters. I'm seeing a range, man. I'm seeing somebody that... I'm not. I'm going, I'm, right, seeing... I'm, going, I'm going there, man. I'm going to be this guy. I'm going to be that. Yeah. I'm seeing... I do see it, man. I, think, I, I, mean, don't, I see, I don't I see Tom Hanks. In... I, I see Tom Hanks working in a prison. I see Tom Hanks <laughs> with the AIDS. Did <laughs> you, you see Tom's story about the money? Aye, Tom Hanks in the prison. Tom Hanks with the AIDS. Uh, Tom Hanks with a ship. It's just... That's it. It's Tom Hanks. <laughs> I'm seeing Tom Hanks in the prison. I'm seeing Tom Hanks with the AIDS. <laughs> He never just makes you fully believe in the character the way that some people like proper you just don't see the actor, you see the character. He never seems to do that. Say, Gump's the closest. Cast I like the volleyball, old, old Wilson. Old Wilson has a good performance. Wilson stole the show in that. Uh, he, was, he, was he was definitely he was a volleyball that believed him yeah. the whole time. Wilson couldn't have done what he'd done without Tom being there, man. That's true, that's true. Wilson's never wanted to do anything else in the cinema world either. That was his only credit. So it's... Uh, what was the other one he done? What was... Remember there was a... There was one he done where... Wasn't the greatest movie, but again, I'm going that for... A, the Terminal. Oh, so we London Airport for five days that, or something. I've never watched that. Mm-hmm. No. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Aye, aye. That was a true story, I think, that film. Like, that was based on a real guy was. that did that. Yeah, mm-hmm. which generally I don't know about you guys, but if I'm watching a film and one of the first things that comes up on the screen is based on a true story, 
that makes me tune in probably about twice as much as normal. I don't know why. Love a true story. Even if Tom Hanks is in it? Yeah, that helps. That gives Tom <laughs> Hanks a bit of a leg up for me if it's a true story. Start to believe. Start right, to believe so, it. We're on 1994, so Philadelphia came out in 1994. He won Best Actor at the Oscars for that. And then in 1995, he won Best Actor for uh, Forrest Gump. So that must have come out near the end of the year for it to be up in the 95 awards. The Oscars was on the other night. I think it's absolutely no interest in it at all. And I think people are falling out with it. I think the list, not the listenership, the, the viewership numbers mm-hmm. have quartered over the last three or four years. Stephen, are you into the Oscars, mate, or do you think it's mate, do, you, do you know something? It's like, for me, kind of, I put it the same way I put a lot of football these days. It's like, it's lost its its pizzazz, it's lost its passion, the romance for it. I used to really watch it, but now I'm just gone. I've got absolute zero interest in it now. I would rather sit and go on YouTube and watch the Oscars for like 1994. Do you know what I mean? Something like that, then watch the one. Because <laughs> I, I just, I don't, I've got zero interest in it now. I think it's, like everyone else, it's kind of, I don't, I don't know the word I'm looking for. It's just, it's lost its, its soul a wee bit. Right. I, mean? I think there's a. Um, I think we can maybe look at it like to get a little bit serious for a second, in the sense that society is changing. People are just getting mm-hmm. sick of white studio executives picking mm-hmm. and choosing who wins. Basically, mm-hmm. and I mean, I think there's nine thousand votes mm-hmm. of nine thousand people that, that can vote towards films that get put up there. Mm-hmm. Something like seventy percent of them are. Over sixty-five year old white guy still, and people exactly. are just like, up, man. Like, who exactly. cares about who cares about your opinion? And mm-hmm. you know what? Society's got more progressive and sort of better, if you want to call it that. The last the last couple of years, I think people yep. are just like, nah, Kawaii, fuck, man, it's garbage. Aye. Colin, you love it. <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's really good. Um, I stay up every year and watch it live. Um, you guys know me quite well. I'm a I'm an alpha male, right? I've got a lovely, lovely, lovely wife, um, big strong guy, and all that. But not only did I watch the Oscars, I watched the E coverage for two hours before it to see all the dresses and outfits. So yeah. you, you're, you're like Cheryl for your enthusiasm with our pals. You <laughs> <laughs> uh, living with Larry David would be the dream, but um, yeah, I, I love it and. I don't think too much. I think Jack's a good point about the academy and how it's all chosen by these people and these people only and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. However, it's the biggest night for cinema. It's their Champions League final. It's their FA Cup final. And I like the one for two before it when all the nominations get released. And that's when I start working my way through all the Best Picture nominations and try to watch all that stuff. Right, yeah, okay. How many of the Best great. Picture... Sorry for jumping in. How many Best Picture nominations have you seen this year? Because I hadn't heard of any of them. Never mind watch any of them, mate. I think I'd only seen two this year. I've seen No Man's Land and I watched The Father. Um, I might have watched another one. I did watch one other one. What was it? I can't remember now. There's, there was definitely... I watched... Um, you know Posh Kerif from Skins was in that film? Yes. About the Chicago Black mm-hmm. Panthers? I watched mm-hmm. that one as well and that was really good. So I've, I've only watched three this year, to be fair. But cinemas have been closed. So Aye. It could it could be a wee... a future episode where we sit and talk about... Oscar nomination movie, like nominated movies in the Oscar stuff, that could be a section, do you know what I mean? We could get to it. Yeah, yeah, films that were robbed. And then you see, like, what was the whole, was it last year, the year before the whole shambles with the best picture, like Parasite, and they messed it up, where 
there's nothing better than when I was saying La La Land La La Land that's so fucking cringeworthy it was brilliant aye we've kind of we've set a tone here where I'm quite into Tom Hanks Colin isn't he I hate the Oscars Colin loves him that's a good start we've done here it's a right good start I don't even know why I like you man Oh man! I'm sure we'll find we'll find we'll find some common ground somewhere. I'm sure. I'm sure. Aye, we will definitely, mate. Definitely. But let's let's talk. Like go back to what we're on talking about. Like 1994. Like it is a golden year. I think when you look at it, I'm looking at the list in front of me again, and it's like it's just powerhouse movie after powerhouse movie. Do you know what I mean? It's like it's unreal, isn't it? It really is. Like mentioned Shawshank. Mm-hmm. A lot of people, including. One of your pals, mate, Ewan Cameron, was very mm-hmm. much of the opinion that Pulp Fiction was the best film of that year. Mm-hmm. Thoughts on that, well, mate? There. Stop there. Yeah. I, I would, right, I remember I used to do a panel with Des McLean, the comedian. Uh, oh, no, you abs- didn't. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> but he I'm would absolutely it. recite every line for the Shawshank Redemption every day. No. I love the Shawshank Redemption. I think it's an absolute, it is a masterpiece. But for me, no many films, in my opinion, come close to Pulp Fiction. And Shawshank, in my opinion, certainly isn't, Pulp Fiction's ahead of it, in my, in my opinion. I just think Pulp Fiction is something, when I first seen it, as a wee guy, I think I was only must have been about 12 or something, 13, when I first seen it. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, wow, this is like, at first, when I watched it, I was what the fuck am I watching here? Do you know what I mean? Like, what's going on? Because it's all out of sync in the story. And then it just all kind of... For me, it is an absolute masterpiece in filmmaking and writing. I I, love, I would... Yeah, I would rank Pulp Fiction above Shawshank Redemption. If somebody said to me, you need to watch one of these films now, I would pick mm-hmm. Pulp Fiction. I've haven't actually watched it in probably about 10 years, so... Um, I need to take a, a dive back into it and, and take a gander because I definitely think it's up there as well. And I think Ewan w- was right to very much say there's no argument now. But um, if there was no argument now, we wouldn't have much of a podcast. We'd be calling, so exactly. We're going exactly. to discuss other, other people as well. So, um, but you, obviously, about? he's right. No, I mean, but don't we don't say that too often. That you no, don't have, you, have any of you guys seen the Pulp Fiction cut where it's put in chronological order? I've heard about no. it, I've watched it. It was a DVD extra and like a special edition, I think, DVD that came out of it. And it's a really interesting watch because it's almost the same film, but just in, in order, it's it's really strange watching it, especially because you're, you're used to the odd order so well. But it's it's worth watching. What do you think about him? Like, he's... Did he peak then? Because there's been some garbage he's released over the years. as Tar- well as some Tarantino? Yeah, absolute, absolute bangers and then absolute garbage as well sometimes, I think. I'm not sure. Like, I, other than the grind, see the Grindhouse double bill that he did? I think it was Grindhouse and something else. I would probably go as far as say that's his only miss. I've enjoyed pretty much everything he's done, to be fair. I'm a massive Tarantino fan. I kind of call him agree. We agree on something, mate. Well, excellent. Well, there'll be an episode two, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a big fan of Tarantino, but. He has, he has done a few. It obviously, he's for me. He's the type of director where I look at him and I go, "He's got the right 
to self-indulge, where I think I sometimes hate watching something where somebody is self-indulging, but I think he's paid his dues, he's, he, he's done enough cl- class movies, he's wrote enough, I mean, he wrote True Romance, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Yeah. And you're going that, you just, I mean, you watch that back in the day and that, and you go, whoever wrote this is a genius, and you see we, you can see Tarantino-esque things in it, you know what I mean? And you're like, the guy is, he's a, he's a genius, but I think, I don't know, the, what is the one, the, I'm trying to find it now, the Hateful Eight, yeah, it yeah. wasn't well, it wasn't massive. It no. wasn't massive into no. that. No. But Django, he done the, the the cowboy thing with Django, and I really. Django, I like Django. I like Django. I did. I think Once Upon a Time in Hollywood was loved. Di- it. DiCaprio and Brad Pitt. Still not watched absolute, it yet, man. They're electric. It's isn't they tremendous. It's tremendous. The whole thing is beautifully shot. It just, mm. it's a proper, it's almost like a love affair to Hollywood in some ways, and that's maybe the wankiest thing I'll ever say. But it's, that is what it looks like. And I can tell you've been watching Oscars, mate, with part of it. Right? I, I am, <laughs> as much as <laughs> I love, I probably say DiCaprio's my favourite actor, but yeah. Brad Pitt's not far behind them either. And seeing the two of them in that film are brilliant together. Mate, that's the thing, you're watching it, and I'm obsessed with DiCaprio, but I think Brad Pitt kind of edges it in that movie for me. Do you know what I mean? Like, you kind of, the two of them are dynamite, but Brad Pitt is like, I've always, I've always really rated Brad Pitt. I think he's brilliant, but in that movie, I'm going, wow, man, this guy is just, he's, he's different Aye. class. I think there's more about him in that film. In that film, his characters get more about him than Brad Aye. Pitt than DiCaprio's does. But he's just, he's just can't, you can't watch him and not just think you're the coolest guy that ever lived, aren't you? Yeah. Are glorious bastards as well, right? Which is oh. absolutely fantastic. And a shout out to Pi Sports, by the way, when you were asking for films for 1994. <laughs> <laughs> Love your pies, guys. They are magic, right? But I'll be a bit slow in the uptake here. They, they did suggest Glorious Bastards. So, um, <laughs> good show, man. Good film, but um, just out about 15, 20 odd years. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, we will get to that, though, in another episode because it is an amazing movie. It's class. It's, it's fantastic. We could, we could probably do a whole Tarantino episode as well, to be perfectly honest with you. Aye, Maybe definitely. I jumped in a wee bit, be saying a lot of garbage. Like, Death Proof Grindhouse, not massive fans of Hateful Eight. I suppose after that, you're kind of shooting in the high, let's say the high 80s, 90s percent wise for for hits, I suppose. So maybe it was a wee bit unfair when I was saying uh, a lot of junk, maybe two or three. You know, uh, another one that he was involved in, I don't think he directed, I think he wrote parts of it and he, he acted in it that I just love as a dust till dawn. Oh, I think it's a it's fantastic film. film. Mm. Aye, it's like it's it's the blue, stupid, but it's brilliant. <laughs> uh, yeah. It totally comes out the blue that bit with all the fucking vampires. Aye, it just changes, yeah. It just yeah. changes. It's, it's an amazing dance sequence from Salma Hayek. Class man, it's one of the best. <laughs> yeah, I've ever seen in my life, man. But apart from that, it's a decent movie, man. As it is, it's, you see it. I mean, even when he has wee cameos, even in Pulp Fiction, the whole scene about the coffee. That's just when Bonnie goes shopping, she buys shit. When I go shopping, I buy the expensive gourmet coffee because when I drink my coffee, I want to taste it. All that, that's just genius. And that's the thing with Pulp Fiction that got me. Like, I'm a bit of a geek, right? I like to fucking read song lyrics and blah, 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 all that stuff. I was that wee guy going to Avalanche Records with Tony spending my first wage on CDs and on the way home on the bus reading the CD book. <laughs> you know what I mean, I was that wee guy. But, like, I don't know, like, just watching Pulp Fiction, it's just, a lot of it is just running them out, normal conversations. But for some reason, like, Samuel Jackson and John Travolta 
just sitting talking about cheeseburgers. Yeah. Talking about a foot massage, all that stuff. It's just, it's so cool. And even earlier stuff, when he touched on it with Reservoir Dogs, where they're all sitting on a table talking about tipping waitresses and all that stuff, he's always dialogue heavy, which a lot of people want to see action. They want to see things getting blew up right away. I want to see good dialogue and I want to listen to it. And Tarantino's a master of that. Yeah, just before we take, we'll take a wee break in a minute or two but just before we get there uh, Pulp Fiction released in South Korea, Japan and Slovakia uh, before it got its release in America and right the film contains 265 fucks basically right so we've spoke about this we had you on our show uh, on another network Stephen and mm-hmm. we spoke about this briefly um, in this league table of the, the fuck Bird table, we'll call it there, as a film that mm. sneaks in at round about number three or four in that, and it's by Ken Loach. And as a film you were in, <laughs> Sweet 16, <laughs> mate, um, 313 fucks or variations of the word in, in that film. What, what was that like? What, what was that like working with somebody like Ken Loach, mate? Like, I, I bet you know a wee bit about that. Mate, honestly, like, I wish. It's all a bit of a blur because I was very young. Uh-huh. Uh, but <clears throat> I remember going on set the very first, I think it was only there one or two, one or two days, one one day, two days. But it was a, it, it was so, like the way I work and the BBC and stuff now, it's such a different world working there. At, mm-hmm. Working with Ken Loach because he's just, you go on set, still stick to the script, but he's not as... He's like just he wants everything so natural and he just he want, he shot everything in order as well, which is very unheard of. <coughs> and you're just like the guy was just you could almost be mistaken for just he's just a guy there standing watching a film getting made because he's so relaxed and just puts you at ease in Disney. But the guy he's a genius. I mean he's made some crack movies, but it was a I would love to go back and watch my younger self on the set and see what I was like because it's all a bit of a blur to me it's that long ago but like I really was... watched yourself in the film mate you were in it for a couple of seconds well, <laughs> I know you did because if you, you blink you're gone mate now my nose is broken I'm away down the coast again or whatever but no it was I mean just to even the process building up to it the audition process and stuff like mm-hmm. I remember I think I mentioned on another podcast when I was talking to two of you like one of the auditions I went into just kind of when I got I don't know you get a call back call back and then one of the additions I went to he just sat and looked out the window and you're saying you're, you're doing the scenes and you're I think it was me I think it was me and Compton doing the audition and you're looking at each other going what's he doing he's just sitting looking at the window mm-hmm. and you're trying to act your absolute arse after get the main part <laughs> in his movie do you know what I mean but <clears throat> it's just his just his ear for stuff and that and when I didn't get the part he was so nice enough to talk to me about it on own set and he says look there was nothing did the last two were you mate aye Last two, it was me and Martin doing the last two, mate. I, I mean, obviously, Martin's not really done much since then, but not me. You're like Gareth Gates and Will Young, man, the two of you. <laughs> yeah. your yeah. fucking yeah. references, by the way, right? I think that's time. That's definitely <laughs> who's, who, That's Who definitely would your last two be? That's the, I can't think of a better option for the last two. <laughs> oh, can we and shite yourself, man, right? We'll go for a break, right? <laughs> 